Okay, so today we are going to talk to one of our cannabis board members, and I'm going to fill him in on the new developments with the organization. Most recently, we went and lectured at Lake Superior State University for the second time this year, and uh, I'm pretty excited about the feedback that we've gotten and just the interactions with the students and the faculty that we've had up there been very positive. So this is just a idea of how communications go internally at our cannabis. And uh, we're going to give them some good news. So let's get on the phone. His name is Adam, but we have two board members named Adam. So I'm going to call him by the name that I call him and that's Ace. So I'm going to give Ace a call and uh, talk to him about what is going on at our cannabis. If you'd like help getting a job in the cannabis field, then you've come to the right place. Our cannabis is a free workforce development program that is always free for people that want help making resumes, practicing their interview skills, negotiating, and putting their best foot forward. So we help highlight the more often than not unrecognized skills, talents, and abilities of job seekers. So if you'd like help, then reach out to our to our cannabis, contact at ourcannabis.org, and we will set you on the path to entering the cannabis field. All right, now let's get on the phone with one of our board members and give them some good news. Here we go. Hello. Yo, hey, it's Matt. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Oh, another day at the office for me. I'm uh, drinking my afternoon coffee in my new Lake Superior State University 75th anniversary coffee cup, so I'm pretty proud of that. Ooh, okay, does it, does it taste better in the new cup? It tastes like uh, a job well done. So it's delicious. Oh, is it piping hot coffee though? Like lava burn your mouth? No, nah, it's, it's lukewarm. <laughs> it's, yeah, lukewarm. But uh, it's another cup to hang on the wall of places that our cannabis has been asked to speak. And we've got our, we collected our, our normal fee of one coffee cup. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're adding to the assets of our cannabis. That's, that, that's really why I wanted to call and just say, hey, you know, you're a value board member. I don't want to let you know that I'm bringing things to the table and it's another coffee cup. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that. I like coffee, so I mean, why, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> oh, but, but wait, there's more. We got, we got koozies as well. Yeah. Koozies? I know. Both directions. You got hot beverages and you got things for cold beverages. Like, we're really covering the spread. Oh, man, the koozies would be perfect for the river floating. Mm. Yeah, that's that's where our next board meeting should be, <laughs> floating on the river. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> this is the best board ever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, yeah. what Lake Superior State? Was it, uh, it was a good trip? Yeah, it was, actually. Uh, so I just got back yesterday, and it was our second time up there this year and this was this class was taught by me and it was focused on interview skills so it was a it was very involved very dynamic and just really engaging class and it it was an hour and a half an hour and 50 minute class and honestly it just zoomed right by and i thought oh my god i haven't covered anything we <laughs> time's up we have to adjourn <laughs> crap uh, so it was it was a lot of fun Lake State was pleased with with us. I mean, I mean, we got coffee cups and and koozies out of the deal, so you know, you know that 
the universities are happy when they're handing out coffee cups. So, so for the students, you know, when the hour and a half, two hours was up, and it just it flew by for you, were they bummed though that the two hours was up, or were they like, yes, we get to get out of class? They were so engaged that it was it was something like pulling the rug. It was just like, oh, okay, well, party's over, class class is over, we we have to leave. It took him a minute to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, class is over. We've been here for almost two hours. We have to go. So I, I didn't see them looking at their phones. I didn't see them staring at the clock. Nobody was falling asleep. It was, they were fully engaged. And I was mindful of the clock because I was doing my, my lesson plan. I think that if the clock wasn't on the wall, we would have just kept jamming for another two hours easily mentioned lesson plan tell me about the lesson plan what did you have ready for them it was a breakdown of what we do in our traditional classes and so the lesson plan it was honestly a bit challenging and i said that to professor coral fritz who's she's the she's the driving force behind the cannabis business program up at lake spear state i said you know there's there's so much information here and it takes time to absorb that it's challenging to put into an hour and 50 minutes. So it was a bit of uh, like a sampler platter where they got a little bit of everything just to expose them to some new speaking concepts and to build their confidence and to get them to, instead of just thinking these things, to get them to actually start speaking. And so the lesson plan was, was varied in the topics that I was going over just because we had such a short time. But I have to say that the thing that I appreciated and why I'll continue to, to go up and the organization will continue to be a part of Lake Superior State's cannabis program is that Professor Fritz allowed me to be flexible because it's, because it's speaking. And so the lesson plan was very, very loose. You know, I had it structured out. We're going to go over this. We're going to go over that. Then we're going to break out. She had enough trust in me to be flexible. And I really appreciated that. And so it was, it was very, it was very loose. And the students steered where their interest was. And so not even, not even five minutes into the lesson plan, they had jumped ahead 45 minutes. In my head, I went, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> there goes my lesson plan. Like, and there's no, there was no stopping them. They were, they were so curious. They had so many questions about what it was that, that I was going to go over later in the class that it would have just, it would have, it would, I think it would have broke trust and their confidence in me to say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that later. I said, okay, we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a demonstration of this. We're talking about the story circles. I said, okay, we're going to, I'm going to talk about this right now. I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to demonstrate the power of this, of the speaking pattern, but we're going to go over it a little bit, but boom, here's your answer. And they liked that. My long and rambling answer to your question of what the lesson plan was, it was, it was very um, fluid and dynamic, which was how I teach our classes. And it was very fun and very engaging. Yeah, I think the fact that the uh, kids instantly had questions and curiosities about 
the different topics in cannabis and the fact that you were able to answer them made for just probably a great lesson in itself and great conversation keeping them engaged like did they ask what were some of these things that they were asking we had given them homework to come to class with two hard interview questions ones that they had struggled with and and they across the board their questions were based on those situational interview questions and the one that stood out the most was probably a tie between tell me your greatest strength and tell me your greatest weakness that that seemed to f- to fumble all of them and that <laughs> that's a hard question it it, it is it's a hard question across the board so i would say that their questions were situational i'm 18 i don't have any experience what are my strengths and so what i did during the class was i started in a very generic way and i just said just introduce yourself tell tell me about yourself and they would just name three random things just to get them in in the speech pattern and then i would circle around the room again i mean, just i said okay we're gonna break out for 10 minutes and then i would just walk around and kind of crouch down next to someone's desk and i would say okay hi tell me about yourself and they would and what i noticed was on the second on the second time around the room the students started telling me very interesting things about themselves i mean there were uh, two-time national uh, two-time state champion wrestlers there was a national a national champion culinary management student which i don't know what that means but yeah if if someone told me that in an interview i would ask there was a young lady who was a champion skeet shooter there was another guy who placed very high in in state like skeet shooting but it was something else with target shooting and all these kids had things about them that i went oh my god guys why didn't you why didn't you tell me that to begin with all of you have something that is very unique to you 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 may have been on this world for 18 years but you've done something in that 18 years that is special so tell me that yeah like i mean they've they've got their own coffee mug stuff on the wall they they do they do and you know it's to be a state champion two times in wrestling in michigan of all places like that's not that's not just something that somebody just does that's that's a major accomplishment i said you know you you have to you have to tell me because I don't know you and we're only going to be together for 15 to 30 minutes. So if you don't tell me that you're, that you're outstanding, it, it's something that I wouldn't know, you know, before when I said, tell me about yourself and you said, my favorite color is red and I like birds and I live in the UP. Okay. Well, great. I, I, I don't have any follow-up questions. What kind of birds do you like? Well, that's not really that interesting, but Hey, uh, my favorite color is red. I like birds, and I was a two-time state champion in wrestling in Michigan. Whoa, okay, holy crap. The first two are throwaways. I don't care about those, but tell me about this wrestling. So it was it was getting the students to realize that their youth was not a impediment, that they, they have experience that translated into the workforce. And it was just kind of poking and prodding and challenging them to just think 
on the on the on the bigger scale. Well, congratulations! I'm pretty sure you just offended all of the bird watchers in the world with that. But oh man, they are they are a trolling bunch. I mean, they have the time, and I'm sure they will tell me all about it in detail. You know, they're detail oriented. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what a bunch of cuckoo birds! No, oh god, <laughs> no, not the. I'm, I'm working on my dad jokes here. You know, new new dad got to work on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, we, we, we stepped in it. We'll, uh, we'll get PR to, uh, to print a statement, you know, and I guess we'll talk about that in the next board meeting of how we have offended the bird people. So Lake State, that's not close to Grand Rapids. Why did you go up to Lake State? I went up to Lake State because I developed a, I mean, geez, I've known Professor Fritz for over a year now, and I like what she's doing, and I like what the university is doing. So I went up to Lake State because they are first movers in a meaningful way. And what I mean by that is Lake State is has and is continuing to develop a meaningful cannabis program where students come in and they get their bang for their buck as far as an education, you know, the higher education, but also a cannabis specific education. They're doing it the right way. Instead of buying a cookie cutter program, instead of repackaging a cookie cutter program and, and calling it their own, they are building and supporting an educational institution that that prepares the students for the real world and they were the first they were among the first to do it as a first mover professionally in my career and also our cannabis as an organization is way out in front i respect that it's something that i i I love people and organizations that have the guts to just walk to the edge of the pool and just cannonball in good or bad that comes with it. (laughs) I like the people that instead of talking about getting in the pool, they get it. And lakes, Lake Superior state is in the water and they have been for a while. And for those reasons, I chose to, to go up and be a, and, and participate in their programming and why we, we can't say anything publicly at this point, but we'll continue to, develop a, a relationship and, and deepen a relationship with the university. So uh, the reason that I chose and we chose as an organization to go up to Lake Superior State was because they're teaching the students the right way and they're preparing them for for hopefully flourishing careers in the cannabis field. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering is where does Lake State take it from here? Oh, they could go to the moon. They could go to the moon. I just... I think that I think that there's so much opportunity at that university, not only for the students, but also for the faculty and the staff and people that are involved. I think that that community and that university has the the fertile grounds to grow and provide educational pathways that larger institutions may not have the ability to do. It's exciting to walk around and discover the possibilities. Is this something that's going to be geared towards young college kids? 
because you know getting into cannabis maybe as a career field is the new hip type of job field or as a you know 35 year old man like myself not really sure that he picked the right direction with his degree is that something you know worth going back and checking out yeah yeah if if cannabis is something that is is interesting if that's where one's passion lies if that's where one thinks that there's opportunities which there there is then absolutely and you know i should be getting a commission here but uh, uh, lake state is is unique in the way that they have certificate programs that we've had we've had quite a few of their students that are pursuing certificates come through our cannabis and again the, the education that they're getting is as robust as it can be is as robust as state and federal law allows at this point and that's the only real limiting factor but to answer your question is it age is the opportunity age dependent no not necessarily i i would say that there was a lady that we were working with yesterday she's in her 50s she has she i mean she has she brought a binder that has like literally it's about two inches thick of nothing but certificates from from the nursing field so she has 20 plus years of experience and she wanted to go and be a bud tender and i said what are you doing why would you do that you you're you're a nurse this is this this is a, a mismatch of your of your skills and so i think that there's opportunity, but it has to make sense. A nurse would not go and and be a bud tender. That's that's a waste of of her resources, of her the wealth of her experience and knowledge. In the same way that a 22 year old could not go and do what she does as a nurse. And so it's really just about surveying the field and looking for places to get in where they fit in. And so that's something that we're happy to have a discussion with. I mean, that's part of the point in this, this podcast is just to provide a bit of that survey to people. And also we're, we're more than happy to have a conversation. And so the cannabis industry is going one direction and that's, that's up. It's, it's, it's only getting bigger. It's only becoming more normalized and less stigmatized. There's still a lot of work to do, but as time moves forward, this, this becomes more of a, more of a thing that was just part of our life, not a big deal anymore, which is great. And so that means that all of these supporting positions, all of the jobs that maybe were not available last year are becoming available now. So there's plenty of opportunity. It's just a matter of, is it right for you? And is the market mature enough to support that role? You know, a year ago, two years ago, I would say, I, I have said, hey, the industry needs you, but they're not ready for, for this specialism yet. Nobody can afford you yet. And people may not know that they, they need you yet. Or they may say, hey, I, I want this person, but we're just, we're not, as a business, we're not at a point of being able to hire this this specialism. And so it's a bit of seeing how the market develops. But in general, if a person wants in, there's opportunity for them, without a doubt. For my board note, 
do some rapid-fire questions with me real quick. I just want to take these notes down. So give me a short, concise answer with these, if you're ready. Mm -hmm. Best part about going up and teaching the class? It's it's fun. It's just, it. I said to Professor Fritz, I just feel like I'm just horsing around. Like, this whole day, this was work. This was a full day of work, but honestly, I was laughing. I was engaged. It was just a ton of fun. For me personally, it was just a riot. Professionally, I could see, as I see in all of our programming, I could see the transformations taking place. It's watching a flower bloom. It's seeing somebody who was physically shaking get up in front of a, a class of 25 people and clearly articulate their biggest strength. And I would just go, oh, my God, well done. So I can observe the the positive transformations, which is the point in our cannabis. Biggest takeaway from our cannabis being involved with a collegiate community. Oh, well, it's credibility. It's credibility for the organization, which is great. And, you know, we you know, we'll laugh about having another coffee cup on the mug, another coffee mug on the wall, but... They're starting to add up. So it's, it's great for the credibility of the organization. But the biggest thing is, is that to work with people who are spending a, a tremendous sum of money to get jobs. And we're helping prepare them for the realities of the world. Job market is tough. Interviewing is hard. Writing a resume is even worse. But all these things are the things that could provide a life-changing opportunity. I've gotten jobs that have just changed my life. The the whole trajectory of my life changed because I was able to get a job. I would say that access to the students, to these these people that are taking the steps to to better themselves and providing the support and the real-world practical tactics to better prepare them for that life-changing opportunity in jobs. I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway is forewarning and forearming i would say the youth but it's a full spectrum of 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 the age range so the biggest takeaway would be you know engaging with the students and preparing them for a for for more opportunities speaking of the students what's the number one benefit you think they got from this confidence 100 percent confidence there was a there was a girl and I just, I, she just kind of blew my mind a little bit. And she said, she just kept asking questions. I mean, she was like a machine gun with questions and I loved it. But towards the end of the class, she had said, you know, I have anxiety. And, and then she said some other things. And I went, I just paused for a minute. I said, you have anxiety about social interactions and, and all of this? And she said, yeah. And I said, you could have fooled me because I have, you have been, and I said it with jest, but I said, you have been talking and asking questions more than anybody in this entire class. You're blowing my mind. I would have never known that. And I think that she had the the confidence to to do that. I, it, 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 it blew me away that that she said that anxiety was something that was was crippling her life. And I went, there's no way. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is 
another takeaway is the amount that they rose to the challenge. You know, I said that, I said, this is going to be tough. This is hard. You're going to feel silly. You're going to feel insecure because this is new and this is really hard. There were, there were times where I would push, I would push a student out of their comfort zone and none of them buckled. They, they, they would go, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. And they would shut down and I would say, Hey, I got you. Let's work through this. And I think that the biggest thing was, was the realization of their own confidence that, uh, that was my hope. And that's what I saw, whether, whether they see it or not, that's what I saw. Love it. Love it. All right. And finally, because the board needs to know, we need to know, uh, we go up to Lake state number one food, number one thing on the menu that we need to try. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So there is a breakfast place right off the main drag. So I would say bird's eye outfitters, right? It, literally right downtown, right by the Sioux locks. Back to birds, huh? Back to birds. See, all right. Hopefully that will appease the was ornithologist of the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but bird's eye outfitters get their anything of their avocado toast. I mean, you can't go wrong, but it's very good. And then they have acai bowls. Oh my god, the peanut butter and jelly acai bowl, and then I got the bacon avocado toast. Oh my god! And then, and then I also oh got. It. I had I had avocado toast this morning. Boom! There we go. I'm glad that we're representing the millennials. Like, people can have jokes, oh. but I'm having my avocado toast. Oh yeah, I mean, I put I put a fried egg and ham on it, but uh, you know, it's delicious. Yeah. See, I mean, you know how to make good life choices. I mean, and that's that's really why we ask you on the board is because you're just good at avocado toast, and that's important. There you go. <laughs> Be good at- be good at something. Yeah, right. Yeah, it might as well be avocado toast. Any other questions, thoughts, concerns? No, I I like it. That sounds like a good trip. I mean, this time of year, I'm thinking the colors were awesome up there for northern Michigan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what better way to, you know, spend a, what, early Tuesday it was when you had to go up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nice little trip. I myself am going up north here in a little bit, but uh, you know, fortunately, <laughs> I'm I will not be in an office. Although my office is a little different from yours right now, and I get to go fly my sky robot. But, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it sounds like that was a blast. Final, I guess. I guess the final wrap up is when are you doing it again? What what's the next uh, what's the next adventure in the educational college sector of cannabis. Mm, yeah. So we'll continue with, with Lake Superior state and we'll, we'll go back up during, during the next semester and, and do it all over again. As far as other universities. Yeah. There's, there's a couple that, that are on my mind and uh, like to reach out to and, and begin forming a relationship with them as well. But as, as far as Michigan, you know, if, if you're in the Midwest, actually there was a, 
was a girl that transferred from Michigan State up to Lake Superior. Transferred from MSU to Lake Superior for their cannabis program. Which is, I mean, that's a big life choice to go from East Lansing up to Sault Ste. Marie and to leave Michigan State University, which is renowned, and go to Lake Superior State, which is, where is it? Um, but that that says, that tells me what the word on the street is about the value of Lake State's cannabis program. That's a really good indicator. And so... As far as working with universities in Michigan, we're very happy with with what's happening with with Lake Superior State, and that's and that and that's why we're there. There are other programs across the country that I think are doing really good things, really original things, and providing a lot of value to students across the across the field in, in various disciplines. And I would like to begin to form relationships with them, and and take the show on the road. It's, it's just about exposure and preparing the students to realize the investment that they've made in their education. We've seen a lot of schools in general, high schools or, or finishing schools or universities, most of them don't teach job readiness programming, which is crazy because it this is the most effective thing that they could do to help their, their placement rates, their graduate numbers to drive alumni endearment and loyalty is helping them get a job. But a lot of universities don't do this. We would love to, to partner with different universities as we have with the state of Michigan and partner with different States as well and make the resources available to the people that are that are putting the effort in or putting the investment in and helping them realize realize their investment. I mean, the worst thing in the world is to graduate from college and not have a job. That would be, oh my God. Yeah, so speaking of jobs, of the students that showed up to class for this, what's the expectation or what's the chances of one of these students actually landing the job now? Well, if they come through our cannabis, it's very high. It's, it's Snoop Dogg high, Seth Rogen high, Chisha Chong high. It, it's high. Our, our effective rate is, is 90%. So nine out of 10 people that come through our cannabis are working in the cannabis field. And so if they take advantage of the free programming, then I'd say their chances are very, very good. Uh, so that's good, but we had a, we had a young lady, she's going to be on the podcast. I think I'm going to try to get her as soon as we're done here, but, um, she was, uh, her name is Lindsay McCulley and she's in the class and she came, she came to me, oh, I think a week or so ago and just kind of came in like a hot rod and just said, Hey, I have an interview uh, tomorrow. Can you help prep me? And I went, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, and just, just a quick aside. I, I've built out windows for that. I, it, and at some point in time, it will just get, it'll get filled up and we'll have to think as an organization, what we can do to, 
to kind of have that hot seat available. But I love the fact that someone can can get a hold of us and in the last in the last hours get get prepped for an interview. I just it, it's a choice for us as an organization to make ourselves flexible and available. Yeah. And it and it's the priority. That's the priority for me. When when Lindsay called and said, Hey, I've got an interview tomorrow. Can you help prep me? Whatever it is that's going on in my docket, I'm gonna move it because I'm the chair and that's my prerogative. And I'm gonna focus on her because she's the point. And and the fact that she called, it says even more about her. So back to your back to your question. What happens to the students that that go through the program? Or um, reframe it for me. I, I got a little rambling there. Well, it's just part of the, you know, what's the expectation uh, for them that they end up landing a job after, you know, mm. coming through this program with you. Okay, so two prongs. One, expectation of getting a job when they go to the, go through the university is one thing. Expectation of landing a job when they come through our cannabis is another. And so I, I can speak to both just in my observation. So first, we'll talk about the university. What I've seen at Lake State is, and this is why I, I really, really like, I like Lake State because it's a lot of first-generation college goers. That, that's, and, and people that are returning from the workforce to continue their, continue their education or to dive into a specialism. They are working people. They are salt of the earth. They are typically working a job or two and going to going to school full time. That's what I did. That's what most of the board did. I respect that. And so as a group of people, I like them. I just, I just like them. And so thinking back to when I was, when I was doing that, I think they are where I was, where I wasn't thinking about the job that I would get after I graduated, I was just thinking, Oh my God, when can I sleep? (laughs) When can I see my girlfriend? And I just got to get through this. Like I got to get through this. That's all I was thinking. (laughs) And you know, being older and wiser, it's, it's a heck of a view backwards. But in the moment I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about a job. I was just thinking, Oh my God, how do I get through this? And I think that's where they are too. Most of them. I think that they're just, doing the work and not thinking about what's coming next. I don't know if that's a, if it that's a sweeping generality, you know, across undergraduate students in the country. I don't know. Is it a, is it a bad thing? Yeah, probably. And are there things that could be done to, to wake those students up? Absolutely. And that was, that was what I did. And, and we did the first time we went up there is I said, Hey, you know, the, the, the point is, is getting a job, right? You want to realize, you want to realize the gains of your investment. You have invested a tremendous sum of money in yourself and time to get a job. That's the point. And so it was just a bit of, uh, of a different voice, our cannabis, our voice saying, Hey, there's something after this. This isn't the whole race. This is, this is part of the journey. And so it, it worked out perfectly in that um, Lindsay was in the class. She was, she was there virtually and she t- 
texted me maybe 10 minutes before the class started. She said, Hey, I got, I got, I got the job. I said, Woohoo, let's go. <laughs> nice. That's what music to my ears. And so she was able to give testimony in class about the effectiveness of, of our cannabis and the impact and the result the result is she wanted a job. Boom. She got a job. There we go. So was, alert for her podcast. <laughs> yeah, crap. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Liz, yeah. Did Lindsay get the job? Cliffhanger is is gone. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, so the expectation through the universities, I think, is that's part of the process with the university is is just getting the, the young minds aware that there's something that comes after. I didn't know when. When, uh, when I moved forward, I was just kind of like, holy crap, what do, what do I do now? I wish that there would have been more guidance. And I had my parents and things like that, but I just wish that there would have been more support. And that's really, you know, as, and, and we have discussions about this as, as our cannabis, that's really what we're doing is we're saying, well, what did I want as a student? What did I want as a job seeker? What would have made my life easier? And then we just do that. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not overly sophisticated work when it comes to how do we provide service. It's just what did we want, and then we provide it. So that's the university's track. As far as our cannabis, the expectation is to get a job across the board. And typically, what we see is the people that go through our programs. If they complete the program, then they've passed all the tests and all the hurdles as far as effort and commitment, it, it just turns into a matter of some things that we can and cannot control is how far one will a person move and will, how far will a person commute? Where are they at, you know, in the world and are there opportunities for them? If we have a person, we haven't, we haven't had someone from Iowa yet, but let's say we have somebody from Iowa that wants a cannabis job unless they move, uh, then there's not much that we can do because Iowa has got nothing. And so when a person comes through and completes the programs at our cannabis, it's, it's on, it's on them as far as what fits their life and their life, life goals or, or trajectory. And, what are they willing to do or to not do? And those are discussions that we have with them. And there's been a couple times where I've said, hey, you're way too early to the party. Like the party is in three months and like you're here today with your, you know, ready, ready for the show. And it's not even way too early. So then we talk about different strategies of, of how to add value and, and participate until, until then, whether it's licensing coming available in their geographical area or them being too young or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the expectation when they come through our cannabis is that they are, they are the best prepared that they can be to take advantage of, of any opportunity that they see that makes sense for their life. And we support them from there. And that's the best, that's the best and the most robust thing that we can do. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm assuming that you left the students with them knowing that 
should they move forward in the pursuit of a career or job in cannabis that you've pretty much given them full access to uh, Mr. Hoffman and our cannabis should they need to reach out any further uh, for, for any of their, you know, job resume building skills? Whatever, whatever they need, whatever they need. And if I, and I, if I can't, if, if I can't do it, if the team at our cannabis can't do it, then we'll open our Rolodex and point them at somebody who can. And, and that happens quite a bit, actually, with people that are, that are coming from the medical field. Nurses, I don't, admittedly, I don't, and the team doesn't really know too much about medical and, and nursing and healthcare. That, that's, that's a blind spot of ours. But we know people that are directly in that field, not only from a traditional medical perspective, but also from a cannabis perspective. So we just say, hey, we have some friends over here and they'll be better suited. You know, as far as resumes and and doing interviews, like, yeah, we got you on that, but everything else, come over here and let let let's connect you with with your people, the medical people. Uh, so it's it's really just about servicing people in the best way we can. Sometimes it's just handing someone off to somebody else. But more often than not, it's it's resumes and going through the interviewing training. Uh, and I had a, I had a gentleman come up to me yesterday at the end of class and he said, Hey, I have an interview in two days. So today's Wednesday, Thursday he has a interview on Thursday. And he said, could I, could I prep with you? And I said, absolutely. So we've got a phone call with him later this evening to prep him. I, you know, and it gets, it's to the point, honestly, and I don't, I don't think that I'm going to get bit on this, but when people go through the trainings, the interview trainings, man, they knock, they knock that interview out of the park. They crush it. It's the times that, (laughs) the times that, uh, somebody from our cannabis goes to an interview, goes through the process and it, it doesn't work out usually is, is an indicator of something deeper going on. And that's when I start paying attention. There was, there was a girl. Oh God, last year, Hannah. And she got very far in the process with a company and it just didn't work out. And I went, no, it's not Hannah. There's something going on here. And there was. And I went, oh, well, Hannah, I'm glad you're not there. So, <laughs> uh, I have no doubt that uh, that when, I think his name is Greg Gregory, that when Gregory goes to this training, as abbreviated as it will be, I mean, it'll be an hour, which is not a lot of time that he'll, he'll crush this and he'll, he'll get the job. I have no doubt, no doubt. So it's effective. It's, it's, uh, it's rewarding work. Uh, there needs to be a lot more of it that we, we, as an organization, our cannabis ought to be partnered with every state that has a cannabis program, medical or recreational. And we ought to have an army of people that are teaching and providing services in the way that doing resume rewrites and then 
interview prep. There, there, this, this really needs to be, uh, our cannabis really ought to be, uh, a, a part of, a part of the government agencies, honestly, it ought to be because it's, it's that impactful and it's that necessary. And it ought to be a part of every university and every high school as well, as far as workforce development, job readiness, all of this, 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 the paucity that we're filling is so massive and it's so necessary, especially in in this job market where I think because of the great resignation, I think that people don't understand that it's easy to get out, but it's not easy to get back in. And it's still competitive to get jobs. Is it competitive to get a job at McDonald's? No. Dairy Queen? No. Is it competitive to get anything above that? Yeah, absolutely. Because the jobs that people want are the jobs that people want, and more people want those jobs now than ever. So it's more competitive now than ever. And I don't think that, I don't think people are thinking about that. So the necessity for the services that we're providing have increased. I thought that they, I thought the demand went through the roof when the pandemic started. No, it, it pales in comparison to now. And so it's, it's really just about, getting in front of as many people as we can and helping as many people as we can. Yeah, it sounds like that was a fantastic trip and it was a benefit for everybody involved. So, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, w- without a doubt. And yeah, I could, I could rant and tell stories and rap about this all day, but uh, I know you got driving and infant things to do. So, uh, yeah, I want to, you know, thank you for your time and for being on the board of our cannabis and, you know, just uh, participating in the podcast, anything that you want to say to would be job seekers, people out there that would be listening to the show. What are your, what are your parting, parting thoughts? I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to catch me back up to speed on everything happening and, Glad to hear that, you know, progress is definitely being made. You did mention that it would be nice to see this across all the college campuses uh, and throughout the educational system here in the United States. And to that I say, with time, I think uh, with time, uh, that's something that's definitely going to become a lot more apparent that there's definitely a need for that. I'm just happy that our cannabis is, you know, here to meet that demand uh, as it becomes more and more needed. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. I mean, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a patient man, so I want to do all this stuff today right now. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, we'll just keep, we'll keep trucking and uh, continue looking for, for relationships with different universities and, and government agencies and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Outstanding. And then to, you know, for my parting advice for any of the would be job seekers out there for me, find something that you absolutely love doing and then do it better than anybody else. And the way for me to do that is, Become a student of your craft. Mm. Learn it, study it, 
know it inside and out until it is a part of who you are. And then when you take that into your career, your job field, a job interview, people are going to see that. And that's going to just put you above the rest of the pack. You are going to shine and you're going to be able to have fun with it. It's going to be truly a life that is fulfilled with doing something that you love. True. Very, very true. Very true. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the, at the next board meeting. <laughs> All right. I, and, uh, well, well, I'm going to, I think, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a quorum, but, and we're, we're out of order, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make the motion that uh, we postpone the uh, river float board meeting until next summer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we almost we almost have that corn. I've got two corgis and an infant in the car. They can be proxies. <laughs> oh, this board is so serious. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's that? I'm, I'm going to need headshots for those corgis. Put them on the put them on the website. Official board members, <laughs> corgi dogs. <laughs> oh, make sure God. I get their toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, put them in. Put them in bow ties. We need them formal. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Good yeah, stuff. yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks. I appreciate your time and safe travels. And uh, we'll see you at the next board meeting. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. 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 All right. So that was a very long, rambling, off-topic, ranting <laughs> conversation with one of our cannabis board members and I uh, want to thank Ace again for taking the time to chat with me and just giving me the floor to just rap about all things our cannabis and the people that know me know that and you guys probably as listeners know too that you know I get I get so passionate and fired up about our programming and the impact that it has that I'll just I'll just talk I'll, I'll talk people sleep and then just keep talking I love this. I love our cannabis. I love the organization. I love what we do, which is why I founded it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, I definitely will go on and on and on about it. So if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear uh, more concise, more often than not, more concise pointed interviews, then consider subscribing and tell your family and friends about our cannabis and the podcast. It's a way to get insights into what it's like to be in the cannabis field. If you'd like help joining the cannabis workforce, then consider taking a class. They are always free. And that is because of the generosity of the people that support our cannabis, both our corporate and individual partners who put their money where their mouth is and make programs like this podcast and our cannabis job readiness programming available at no cost. So if you'd like to make a gift to our cannabis, then reach out. We'd love to hear from you and have your support. Until next time, this is Matt Hoffman, and I look forward to seeing you in our cannabis field. Bye-bye.